Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Dog check! Woo! Woo! This is Nick Heron from New Philadelphia, Ohio. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick it off, fellas. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Big shout out to Nick Heron like eight months ago for that intro. We just reused it. It was a good one. Send us another one. That way we don't have to reuse it. Uh, and everybody else send us your intros because we don't want to reuse old ones unless we have to. So the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, today we're going to get into the most recent Watson news that just dropped before we got into the studio, messing up our entire plan for the episode. So we're kind of doing this on the fly. We're also going to talk about training camp. Uh, but before we do, I got to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member on our patreon page uh this is going to be the last couple days to sign up for fantasy so this episode is going to come out on thursday you got till friday night uh to whenever i feel like posting the thread so probably like late friday night you know 11 p.m ish midnight ish to get into the patreon that way you can be a member of the fantasy leagues if you want to play with us hopefully we have four leagues this year it was a lot of fun last year the winners of the leagues get uh some free dogs merch it's uh it's a good time for everybody you get an extra episode every week um threads constantly especially with all this deshaun stuff going on we're always in there posting threads getting everybody's input there's people from Scotland, all over the world. It's a ton of fun in there. Um, so if you want to meet Browns fans from all over the world, you want to play some fantasy football with the dogs, have more access to the dogs all the time, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. So before we get into this episode, I want to shout out Noah. I don't know your last name. So cool story. We were all up at training camp this Saturday. We're sitting there watching it go on, and we kind of hear from behind us, Hey, are you the dogs? That was like the, <laughs> one of the coolest highlights of my life. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. So huge shout out to Noah. We watched training camp with Noah and his family. They listened to the show. Um, the coolest part of doing the show is like meeting people from all over. And I definitely never thought in a million years we would ever get recognized in public. So it's really awesome. We really appreciate everybody who watches the show. You guys were super awesome. And uh, we just appreciate that a lot. Thank you guys for watching. I feel like Tom Cruise or something. You don't look oh, like wow. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ate Tom Cruise. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so big shout out to Noah at training camp. Then also we got to shout out Wyatt Teller, Justin yeah. Charles's new best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk about that right yeah, now? Go or ahead. Wait? No, okay. go ahead. So um, we, uh, we got an opportunity to get some autographs. We, we had a good spot on the, you know, right on the sideline, uh, right on the rope. We we're like second row back. Um, Joe Thomas just walked by us, blew us off. That's fine. Thanks a lot, Joe. You're awesome. We love you still, but whatever. So Wyatt Teller comes down and signed autographs for probably 
I would say 15, 20 minutes, a lot of kids. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just kept saying, hey, guys, I'm going to get in trouble. I got to get out of here. I got to go to meetings. And, you know, so we were fine with that. Um, and then his wife pointed out, hey, there's somebody with a Wyatt Teller jersey, which was a kid that was standing right next to me. And uh, like a million kids came rushing up. I kind of backed off because, you know, I have his autograph on another football. And I was just like, hey, this is this is a cool experience. You know, I learned couple feet from him we just gotta shoot the crap with him yeah i I just kept telling i said to him i was like hey man i can't wait to see you just pancake people all season he's like absolutely brother i'm like that's it i'm good i'm (laughs) I'm straight that's all i needed and um you know and then john and i was like bro get down there and get that autograph and i just walked up he signed uh signed a football for me uh took a picture with us um my wife sent it to his wife and uh she tagged it on her instagram story so um it was just a really cool experience a guy that we always liked, we liked, appreciated his play on the football field, but just to see how like genuine and awesome of a guy he was just in person. And, um, you know, I just it, really cool. It was just a really cool experience. I've had experiences like that before. Um, but man, it was just very personal. It was very cool. And just seeing how he was with kid, the kids and stuff like this guy was out there for at least a half an hour signing autographs. And then I read a Twitter story that he was out there like another 20 minutes. It, I thought it was really funny because his wife kept like pulling him, being like, yes. White, you got to go. And yeah. then she's like, wait, go back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was saying, hey, she's like, we got to like go. pulling him around everywhere. Yeah. Both of them were super nice. Yes. Um, just sitting there, even if we wouldn't have gotten an autograph from him, just like getting to talk to him for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Like, it was super cool. And he's kind of a nerd. He plays Dungeons and Dragons, which is pretty <laughs> sweet. So he just, he was already one of my favorite Browns players just based on like how badass he is. Yes. Yeah. And then just yes. like getting to kind of meet him for a couple of minutes and like how down to earth. Definitely one of my favorite Browns players. So I thought we Absolutely. had to shout out White Teller because that was awesome at camp. Absolutely. So we were getting ready to do an episode talking about the six-game suspension. And then about like an hour before we got in here, it broke that the NFL was going to appeal Judge Sue Robinson's decision. And who knows what they're going to do. There's all kinds of reports saying they're going to go for indefinite. It's going to be a full um, season, blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, what I'm here to say now is – what was the point of the entire process if we are just going to then let Roger Goodell do whatever he wants anyways? And at the same time, why did the NFLPA agree to these terms in the CBA? If there's going to be an appeal, why is it also not to an unbiased third party? <laughs> why Why would you be like, hey, we want this new process, but at the end of the day, if you don't like it, eh, just do whatever you want anyways? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you've got two sides kind of going at this thing with an impartial third party kind of deciding what's going to happen. And then at the end of it all, one of the sides gets to make the decision anyway. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But yeah, that's uh, shame on the NFLPA for that. <laughs> that I, I, yeah, I don't know why that. they would ever agree to that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they could, the NFL could have blown off the hearing. They could, I mean, they could have just been like, yeah, whatever. We don't care because at the end of the day, we get to do whatever we want anyways. Yeah. So it just. It was like it was all for show. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then what kills me is in Sue Robinson's report, she essentially kind of blasts the NFL about their handling of punishments throughout the years, kind of they're reactive instead of proactive. Correct. They kind of wait to see how it's going to look in the media. Then they make their decisions. Ray Rice, he got two games until the video came out. Then he's gone. Like, that's why I've been saying forever. The NFL is not the morality police. They could care less. It's all about PR and money and money. Yeah. So she puts them on blast for that. And then they're just going to turn around and do it anyways. 
Yep. So I, I just don't understand whether you think you should be suspended longer. You didn't think you should, whatever side of the, the, you know, the spectrum you're on, you have to see that the process is extremely flawed. I don't mind if there's going to be an appeal appeals happen, but you shouldn't be appealing to one side that that's ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It doesn't make well, any sense to me. It's a really inefficient process. It's yes. also kind of unfair to the fans in my opinion. Uh, it's just a huge waste of time and money. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's unfair to the fans. It's unfair to the team. You know, I mean, they don't really under, they don't know what they're preparing for. And, and, and what she said was you can't, you can't say the punishment is one thing. And then when somebody punishes it and people get mad about that, he broke that rule being like, Oh, the, all these people are mad. So I'm going to punish them harder. No, there's a set, there's a set punishment, whether that punishment is harsh enough. Well, that was on you guys to decide not, not on her. She was using precedent based on what you've done in the past. So it's just, I don't understand what was this like dog and pony show or whatever the saying is yeah. about doing this new collectively bargained process. If they're just going to turn around and Roger can uh, designate somebody like Justin said, that person's just a Roger puppet. Uh, yeah. He's got his hand up his butt and he's just telling him it's just, yeah. that's all it is. So, so Roger, he's going to walk into his office tomorrow. Whoever this does, cause it's Roger Goodell is going to get out of the spotlight of this. He is not, he's not going to be the guy that does the suspension because he doesn't want to deal with the backlash that's going to come off of this. I, regardless, there's going to be backlash regardless. I, it's this is where we're at. It, our feelings are going to get hurt. People are going to be upset regardless of the decision. We're talking about serious things here. I, it's but you're literally going, uh, hey, you know my assistant, my designee. What do you think he's going to do? Walk in the office and go, so Roger, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're doing a suspe- uh, full year. You know that's what you said in the media yesterday. You still want to do that or what are we doing? And it's, I don't know, like, to me, like Blake said, I just don't understand why you took all the time, all, this whole process, this whole trial, bringing in an independent arbitrator, and then and then this is where we're at. Now, I understand, I, I really truly believe, like, going into tomorrow morning at 9 that both sides were just going to be like, well, this is what it is. NFL was going to say, hey, we did our best. We wanted a year. She decided six games. It is what it is. I just feel like it's just, it was such a waste of time for the judge. I just, like, it's, I, I, mean, I don't want to say. no matter what, but yeah, still, she's got to be like, well, hey, guys, what did you hire me for? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I count me out of the next case. You yeah, know, exactly. if you yeah, don't, exactly. and I, I, and I don't mean that joking around. I'm just saying, like, there were people that valued her opinion in this whole process and valued what she was going to say. And, just to completely disregard it and be like, well, hey, that was never going to be good enough. And I think it was reactionary. I mean, there there was going to be part of that, but. So I, I think what you have to look at, too, is for this appeal. Now, in theory, who knows if they'll follow us because now it's in their hands. They can essentially do whatever the hell they want. But um, the appeal isn't based on the social media circus and the, the news circus of 24 or 30. It's still only based on what was said in the three-day hearing. It's still only based on four cases. So she already said that they don't have grounds to to suspend for a full season. That was her ruling. Now she said they're a private organization. Essentially, they can do whatever they want. But in her opinion, which is why they hired her, um, they don't have any, they don't have grounds to do that. So then if they're now looking at the cases it was presented to the judge, and it's for only four of them, not 30, 
and they're not violent, then what is going to be then their grounds for going longer than what she, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if they go longer. I've heard Justin has heard they're going indefinite. I've seen indefinite. I've heard, reporting indefinite. I've heard 12 games with a huge fine. I've heard they're going to try to push it into next year to affect his salary, all kinds of stuff. I want to hear what is their, what's their ruling behind it. You know what I mean? And people will say, the reasoning is because he was accused by so many. I get, I get that. But that's not what this is based on. You have to have some kind of confines and structure to this, and it is based on four. And it is based on what was said in the three-day trial. Mm-hmm. So right. then what can your grounds be for extending it? A judge who was a judge for 25 years that you hired who is an expert in this stuff said no, six. So then how can you turn around and make it longer and then have any kind of validity to your reasonings? I think it's interesting that, I mean, I'll just, I'll just read a piece out of her her report that we wanted to mention here. She, she wrote, Mr. Watson is hereby suspended for six regular season games without pay. This is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct. So he's already got getting the most severe punishment anyone in the NFL has ever received for this kind of thing. Yes. So now they want to make it more? You know what I mean? Like what happens? So this is uh, this is where and this is on the NFL when with this whole situation. The NFL has had a history where regardless of what the the punishment hasn't matched up. If whether you're saying this isn't enough or this isn't fair or whatever, I thought at the end of this year the NFL was going to roll out like a basically a playbook of, "Hey, if you get caught doing something along the lines of what Deshaun Watson just got accused of, you will be suspended for a year, something like that. So for me, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of, they just said, hey, we, we don't care. The, the, everything's off the table. And whether you agree or disagree on whether it's severe or not. That's or not, not the point here. Yeah. Right? The <laughs> point is the process. Right. You're supposed to be following some sort of process. That's out the window. Obviously, Correct. I, yeah. I think that that's you. Well, in her report, she even says here the NFL is attempting to impose a more dramatic shift in its culture without the benefit of fair notice to and consistency of consequence for those in the NFL subjects of the policy. So this wasn't this wasn't the punishment before he committed these. You know what the NFL said he did. Right. If the standard was a year long suspension, even as Browns fans, we wouldn't be complaining about a year long suspension. But it's not right. the standard. Right. They're just. Right. Winging it. And, and before this, I believe we talked about this, right? It was three games, right? It was the most ever for nonviolent sexual misconduct. I, I don't know that for sure. I don't want to just, you know, I'm pretty, I mean, sure, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's what she wrote in the report because yeah. I think the sixth game is actually double. Yeah. And, and, I saw people saying that. Yeah. And to John's point, when they said, like, when he said about the standard, people will say, well, nobody's ever been accused of 24. Again, it's the <laughs> confines of the hearing, it's four. It's not 24. Right. So I get your point and what you're saying, and you might be right, but at the end of the day, that is not supposed to matter in this situation. Now, whether you want to say morality, right, wrong, but that's not the that's not what we're here to decide. It's the process, and it's four. So that's just why she was hired, because we're supposed to be getting away from just willy-nilly whatevers, you know, that the NFL does. Yeah. You know, and John, it's a good point. I mean, just as a quick side note, it's like when Josh Gordon kept getting suspended for testing positive for marijuana. Like, you know, we may not have agreed that, it, you know, he should be kicked out of the league for smoking marijuana, but that was the standard. So the as rules. a Browns fan, you could complain about Josh Gordon doing something stupid, but at the same time, we can't complain about the punishment because 
That's what we knew the punishment was. They were upholding was. a policy. They weren't exactly. making a new policy every time he got caught. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it had been like if he got caught smoking weed and they were like uh, three-year suspension now. Yeah. But the standard was six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, but he's done it a couple times now, so it's now it's three years. Like, yeah, I mean, it turned into that. <laughs> yeah, but that was the standard. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know what you're saying. There was bro. a process yeah, for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just um, – it's just crazy, and I, you know what's kind of crazy to me? So I, I was thinking about this. Roger Goodell suspended Dante Stallworth oh for one season. For okay? killing somebody. He literally killed somebody. Yeah, I remember that. He killed somebody. Yep. And he got a one-season suspension. And you can say 24, 4, whatever. He didn't kill anybody. Nope, he did not. So how can that, that's the problem. That's why this lady was brought in to do this, because there has to be some kind of system in place, some kind of standards and rules. You can't kill somebody and get a year and then be allegedly accused of something and get a year. Right. Stallworth didn't allegedly kill somebody. He killed somebody. He killed somebody. Yeah. So I just, that's why she was hired. So I just don't understand why waste people's time with that if, we're just back to where we were six months ago before it all started. I just, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And it's just, it's just because they're just trying to, it's just, like I said, it's the Ray Rice all over again. They went with this until people were outraged and then they went with harder. They were good. I guarantee you, this is why it took two days for them to decide. They're turning on ESPN, NFL network, Fox, trying to gauge what people were saying. And they're like, well, there's more people mad than there's not. Right. So we're going to appeal now. That's all. That's what it is. Yeah, the public mob. Browns fans, we just want to take a quick break in the action to remind you about DraftKings. DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game, a new way to enjoy daily fantasy football, a new shot to win millions in prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmaker football contests all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers title and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now, this might be a little off topic, but I think that this is probably not going to go the NFL's way. I think this appeal by the NFLPA, I think if they do decide to sue and take it to court, this is going to get super, super ugly. And like a lot of owners are going to get exposed. Yep. <laughs> stuff. There's going to be things that are going to come out out of this that I don't think the NFL is ready to get involved I, with. And, and it needs to be brought out. Yeah. I, Even it's if, completely unfair that... Go ahead, go that ahead. There's three owners right now that essentially are doing, I, I'm not saying the same exact things, but are they're being alleged and even have pretty much been caught doing the same or worse things. And it's just, eh, 
Well, let's give him a fine. And I don't want to joke around about it. There's nothing funny about this. But, like, it's crazy to me that the fact that you are an owner and you have money and power, it's, hey, don't worry about it. On to the next one. Hey, just let's let's see what happens. But if you're a player, <laughs> that it's just completely a different standard. And, like, I know they have to protect the shield and all that. But where's protecting the shield when the people that are running the league are doing the same exact, the same exact things? It's crazy to me. And it's just a fine or nothing. Well, and like Goodell was called in front of like a judiciary committee or congressional committee or something. For Washington. For Washington. And he was very like unforthcoming about things. He lied blatantly about a couple of things. Blatantly lied. Hmm. And you know what I mean? And so who's holding him accountable? It's just, it's kind of, it's just crazy to me. I mean... I, and, then, and then so now I guess that brings up what do you, like you said you don't think it's going to go well for them even if the case eventually gets thrown out or Deshaun loses in federal court what the NFL's goal NFLPA's goal here is to drag out all the NFL's dirty laundry oh mm-hmm. for sure just, oh, to, yeah. make, just to make it public they're going to subpoena everybody Bob Kraft the guy who interviewed Bob Kraft Daniel Snyder everybody's going to be on that stand yep. and it's all going to be out there the it's going to be little to do with Deshaun Watson and more about just dragging the NFL through the mud. So if you're about protecting the shield, you probably don't want to go to federal court. And the crazy, so the crazy thing that I'm seeing too with this is there's a really, really good chance that the NFLPA sues will end up, you know, basically getting a restraining order for Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun Watson has a legitimate chance to probably play this entire season. At least. Because this is going to go to federal court, and it'll take forever. Now, next year, we might be right back in these same seats talking about we're going through the court processes, and what does this mean, and here we are. But there is a serious, serious chance that if he gets suspended for a year, it's a wrap. I think that he there's a really strong chance he plays week one. And I'm almost like the NFL wants that. They want the Baker versus Deshaun showdown. But they don't want it. They can't come out and say, hey, this is what we want. So let's let's go waste more time and money and uh, it'll take at least a year for that for it to go on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, if not longer than a year. But why wouldn't you just want? I I don't know how you guys feel, but I want this to. I would love to just get a suspension going, get this over with, go about my day because I'm tired of for something that I've rooted for for 35 years. Now I'm the bad guy for cheering for a team that I've loved my entire life. And if you look at Brown's Twitter, anything like that. Browns fans are the scum of the earth for oh. for oh, and yeah. I, whether you just support Deshaun Watson. I've seen all sides of it. Whether you support him, whether you don't, people still love that brand. They still love the city of Cleveland, and Cleveland Browns are Cleveland. It's straight up. That's what it is. So I and Here, you, I don't know. Please listen. If you're a fan of a team in the AFC North, spare me the moral Browns fans are giving up their morals to get wins. I don't want to freaking hear it. The Bengals, you're running back cold clocked a woman into the dark dimension on tape. I don't I don't hear you guys complaining about that. Anytime I call a Bengals fan out for Joe Mixon, it's oh yeah, but he was young. Yeah, but he just a bunch of yeah buts. I don't give a sh- he cold clocked her on camera. You still root for him every single week. Growing up, the Bengals were in prison. So many Bengals were in and out of prison. I thought their quarterback was going to be Paul Crew. <laughs> so I and, and I don't hear anybody talking about morals. How it's morally bankrupt to be a Bengals fan. 
So I don't want to hear it. Hey, Steelers fans, your quarterback was accused of rape. Twice. Twice. Yes. And all I hear is, yeah, but the one admitted the lying. Yeah, but, yeah, but twice. And then he settled out of court for one of them. All I've heard for the last two months is, why would you settle if you're not guilty? He settled for rape. Rape. That is significantly worse than anything Deshaun has been accused of. Oh, you also had Michael Vick on your team. So, and I didn't hear anybody screaming about that. I watched Ben Roethlisberger get an emotional send-off on ESPN as he's running around the stadium, high-fiving people. People are crying. Announcers are talking about the great careers Ben's had. One of the greats is calling it quits. He was accused of rape twice and settled out of court. So spare me the moral high ground. Ravens fans, I'm not, I'm not missing out on you. Your most storied player in franchise history murdered two people. Murdered unalived them, killed them. He also settled out of court. The only reason he's not in jail for murder is because he's flipped and snitched on his two boys. You can spin it any way you want it. He obstructed justice. He knows who killed those people if he didn't do it. He wouldn't tell anybody. Those families don't have family members now because him or his boys killed him. And you guys worship the ground he walks on. So spare me the moral high ground bullshit. It's, it's driving me nuts. Like, give it a breath, a rest. Murder and rape. And you're talking, come on. And violent assault against a woman. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It is crazy. And I know you've been holding that rant in for a while. but it's, All these fans of getting... all these teams. Oh, you guys are morally bankrupt. Oh, my God. The only team without an arrest in like the last five years is the Chargers. So if a Chargers fan wants to come and give me shit for it, I will listen. <laughs> Everybody else, shut the hell up. I don't want to hear it. Your team probably has a scumbag. End of story. Yep. Okay, what are we talking about next? <laughs> Nicely done, <boy. laughs> Yeah. Like, it's just driving me up the wall. But... So, the last thing I want to touch on this, now that I got my rant out of the way, I'm all fired up, is should Watson have just accepted the settlement when they offered him 12 games? I think that remains to be seen. I mean, hindsight's yeah, I 2020. I completely agree with you, John. Like, I, who you, knows? It, it, it just depends, you know, was this the, the, the situation all along where the NFLPA said, if, if the NFL appeals this, and they do try to go for that indefinite suspension or the year, we are, we are going to expose everything. Maybe that's the long game. I don't know. You know, maybe there's more at play than than just Deshaun Watson taking the suspension I or the settlement. I still think there's a really big chance that the NFL and Goodell don't even care if Deshaun gets suspended, but they really want all these drones that believe everything the media says to think he wants an indefinite suspension of at least one year. That's a possibility, a strong possibility. Um, it's just, it, and I keep saying they're going to seek an indefinite. What do you mean seek? You're just going to do it. It's it's, right. it's up to you. Yeah. Right. The NFL is seeking. Well, that's just co- you're just going to do it. So just do it. Right. Just like you, <laughs> you, why why even have this judge do do the whole thing? Like we talked about all the show. Like you're just going to do what you want to do anyway. So what is the point? Yeah. So Adam Schefter repeating NFL seeking indefinite. What do you mean they're seeking it? Yeah. They're it's just going to do them. it. It's up to them. And it, what it should say is NFL going to give an indefinite suspension. Yeah. With a U. Gonna. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I don't understand this wording of they're seeking. Like, like we said, it's just, even if it's not Roger and it's in, in a designee, it's just Roger, a Roger puppet. Yep. So 
well, guess we'll see what happens. We should know within the next few days. We'll know before we do our next episode, hopefully. Um, will we, we'll though? See. I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel like this well, is well, just going to be a mess. We're going to be 365 days out from here, and we could be saying the same exact stuff. I really, I don't think this is anywhere close, and I, it's, I feel like it's just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And I know a bunch of fans of other teams are going to give me crap here, but worst case scenario for the league here is they, they do year long suspension. NFLPA sues, gets the temporary restraining order. Deshaun Watson plays this whole year. Browns win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And it's on every TV, national networks, mm-hmm. and this guy who is suing the NFL for being suspended for allegations of sexual misconduct just won the Super Bowl. That's, I can promise you, don't you want that. there yeah. will not be a 30 for 30 documentary on that. There <laughs> you know, will it, not be one for it, that. It does kind of go back to what Justin was saying earlier about why wouldn't the NFL just you know what? She she ruled six games. Let's just take it and get this over with. Because you brought up all those names: Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Rice, Ray Lewis, Joe. Mitt, like all these guys that have these bad things happen that they've done and all that. It, it people forget about it. Like people have very short memories. A year from now, if the, if Sean Watson served a six game suspension and the Browns went to the playoffs, maybe make it the AFC Championship game, whatever ends up happening, and then we go in all whole off season. There's a whole bunch of other crap that happens. This is old news. You know what I mean? And, right. and For better or worse, that's yeah, the way it is. That, well, that is the way it is. I just don't understand why the NFL would want to keep dragging this out whenever, like you said, Justin, I think they have a lot to lose in this. I think they have. I, I think the the worst thing that they could do is, and I've talked to a lot of people about it, I really think that this is just going to be. I think they, honestly, what do you guys think? I my My instinct is that they have more to lose than Deshaun does because Deshaun Watson could lose a year. He could lose two years of his career. And playing football or whatever, he's still going to have a lot of money. He's, he's already been exposed. Yeah, we already he's, know everything. He's still going to go on with his life. He'll, you know, probably have children. He'll grow. Like he's going to have a life. But the NFL, if if a lot of things get drug out in the open here, they could ruin the reputation. It could hurt their bottom line. I mean, who knows what could happen to the league if cost Roger start to come a job? Out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Enough yeah. enough stuff like things get pulled out that he's had a hand in covering up. Yep, could cost him his job. That's why I don't understand why they're doing this because I just think there's more at stake than Deshaun has at stake. And if you don't believe that the the NFL's hands are dirty and cover ups and <laughs> stop being naive, yeah, just turn it off. Just search <laughs> Daniel Snyder, yeah, <laughs> or you know Jerry I mean? Jones. Just, just just stop. Like if you don't think Rogers' number one job when it comes to keeping the brand clean isn't paying people hush hush money, making things go away, that's literally his job. Yep. So, just don't be naive. The, the NFL's hands are not clean. Hey, Browns fans. You've heard us talking about Omaha Steaks for a while now, and they are seriously the best steaks that we have ever had. Summer is here, and no backyard grill-out is complete without Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. You're going to get a special price on the All-American Assortment. And as a tasty bonus, you've been hearing us talk about the eight free, ultra-juicy Omaha Steak Burgers that you get when you place your order. Well, now they're changing the deal and you now get 12 of those babies. So you get 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers with your order when you go to omahasteaks.com, enter DOGS into the search bar. Order the All-American Assortment. You get 16 mouthwatering entrees, four famously fork-tender, double-trimmed, butcher's-cut filet mignons, four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Is anybody else here getting hungry? Plus, so much more. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks since 1917. No one, and I mean no one, 
comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. So go now, order the All-American Assortment, fill your freezer with enough gourmet food to keep your cookouts going strong all summer long. And don't forget, for a limited time, our listeners get 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers when they order the All-American Assortment. So hurry up, visit omahasteaks.com, type in keyword dogs, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs. All right, so let's move on to some more happy news. Things that hopefully I won't have to swear about. Um, so, like I said, we were up at training camp. Obviously, we get Jake Trotter's notes every day, but we got to watch them with our own eyes on Saturday, the first day that fans were allowed. So we wanted to touch on some uh, training camp news. First thing I wanted to mention, tough news for Isaiah West, and we actually put out a video about him because he was Josh's sleeper for the season. Yeah. Um, suffers an ACL injury. I don't think he tore his ACL, but something he still requires surgery. Talk about maybe a ruptured ACL. Something weird. I I know you can like actually tear the tendon or it can like come away from the bone. So I don't know what he did. But either way, he's out for the year. Yeah. Which really it sucks for him because well one, like I think he had this was a good opportunity for him, especially mm-hmm. with some of the other injuries in training camp mm-hmm. for an undrafted guy to make a team. They're already facing an uphill battle. He wasn't a guy that the Browns brought in late in camp. They signed him undrafted right after the draft. They wanted him on the team. Yeah. And we saw him up there, you know, running some routes and the team drills. I mean, he's a he was a big guy, big looking Absolutely. dude. Quick. He's fast. Obviously, we knew he he tested outrageously well at the combine. Um what sucks is <laughs> So we had to watch the. They did a lot of drills in front of us, but then all the team stuff was on the far field. And I remember I, I watched him run the route that he got yeah, hurt on. Yeah, because we were like, "Hey, that's Weston." I was Let's like, "That's Weston." And then he ran it. I was like, "Man, that guy's big and fast. Like he looks." And then they ran the play, and then I was like, "Oh man, he's limping off." Yep. And then they had to come get the cart. For yeah, him. they carted him and off. I was like, "What are the 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 one player I happened to like be looking for him, and he gets hurt?" Um, so that's a tough break for him because, like I said, he now. Not only fighting an uphill battle coming back from injury, he's probably fighting an uphill battle to make a team somewhere. Undrafted free agents, yep. they don't get a ton of chances. And he's yeah. already been released, and I mean he's. I mean, but, I mean, he's going to sit for a year. The no, ACL injuries gonna. are always, you know, give teams pause, and then yeah, like you said, when you're an undrafted guy, and so tough, tough break for him. Um, in happier news, though, six round draft pick out of Oklahoma, Michael Woods, has been a standout at camp. Yep. I know when we were up there, just when they were coming out to stretch and get warmed up, mm-hmm. we were like, man, he's huge. He's a big kid. We were like, yep. this guy, this guy, this is a big-bodied receiver. And then we're watching the team and stood out multiple times. Underthrown ball, it just comes back, takes it for a touchdown. Yeah. He looks big, strong, athletic, fast. I mean, he's been probably, I would say he's probably been like the surprise of camp so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely under a, a, the wrong perception of Michael Woods when they drafted him because I I just had in my mind like this little like smaller slot receiver type uh, receiver you Mm -hmm. know body build and everything but he's not he's 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 a a, big guy I I just envisioned is he was kind of one of those dudes who is not exactly a precise route runner maybe not the best hands but he played in Lincoln Riley's offense so he's going to put up good numbers Mm -hmm. but He's come in and he showed out. In the, in, he's been given the opportunities because of injuries to Bell and Schwartz. Mari Cooper's missed a couple days. So he's had a chance to go out there and play. And, I mean, credit the kid. He's taken every hey, advantage so far. That could be two for two for A.B. getting six-round draft picks at wide receiver. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones looks awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know what he's his potential could be. And, I mean, Michael Woods might be that same kind of guy. Uh, um, 
Do the Browns need to sign a new receiver, though, with all the – so – They should probably get, like, five or six of them. <laughs> Isaiah Weston goes down. I know he's undrafted, but we had hopes that he'd make yep. the team, yep. make an impact. Amari Cooper's back today, but he's already been had been banged up a little bit. Yeah. David Bell has been out since the beginning of camp. Um, Schwartz. Schwartz out. I mean, we're – we were already really thin at wide receiver, and a lot of these guys have been banged up already. Come the season, I mean, one Amari Cooper gets hurt. <sighs> I mean, I know we got high hopes for DPJ, but it'll be DPJ and a bunch of who's. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that. That I think Will Fuller's still out there. I'm just so apprehensive about Will Fuller because if our wide receiver room is already getting hurt, I mean, what's going to be adding a guy who's hurt 95% of the time anyway. Yeah, he's always got hamstrings or something going on. So, I saw Deshaun Jackson. Tell me, would you guys take a flyer on Odell? Even if he might not be back till so, midseason. I don't think that Odell is even going to entertain signing with anybody until later in the season. I think Make in his position with his recovery going on, first, why, why even mess around with like a training camp and all that stuff? You can continue to train and rehab and do your own thing. And then just kind of see how the season's going because he probably wants to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, by the time he's ready to sign, it could be kind of like last year. I pick the Rams. You know, I pick whatever team looks like they need me and I could help them win a Super Bowl. Hopefully that's us. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. What to answer your you? question, yeah, I would take him. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm a fan the of the guy. Like I really like Odell. I always have. So, if he comes back and looks like he's healthy enough second half of the season to play well for somebody, then, yeah, I want him. What do you guys think is a bigger need? Uh, do the Browns need to pick up another receiver or another tight end? That's a tough question. I think he's kind tight of ends. For the record, did a drill right in front of us, and I knew two of them. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. There's a whole bunch of guys I'd never heard of before standing right in front. I of don't me. know. Just I. I keep looking at what the team's doing or not doing, and they're, what they're not doing is bringing in any other tight end. So I feel like there must be some of those guys that they're comfortable with. As depth pieces. I don't know that for sure, but that's kind of what their actions tell me because they are bringing in more receivers now as these guys go down because they know that they, they need help there. So I know we've signed a couple of receivers, but I when I say should we sign another receiver, I mean like... Like a legit receiver. Like a yeah. legit established NFL receiver, not somebody from Southwest Dakota State that I've never heard of. How about, let me just throw names at you and then we can quick hit these. And okay. if anybody is exciting, you... You can say, hey, so you hit on Odell. Antonio Brown, we're all out on that, right? Negative, no. yes. Cool. No. Okay, Josh, you out on that? Yeah, I'm way okay. out on that. <laughs> what do you guys feel about Emmanuel Sanders? Or Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, does he got anything left in the tank? That's fair. The thing is, he I looked pretty good thinking. last year, the early part of the season with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Now, He's, he could be the kind of guy that we bring in to kind of play a first half of the season type role, and then maybe we look at an OBJ later on. It can't hurt to bring him in and see what some of these people have. I no, mean, I yep. keep going. Oh, you're getting getting how about, uh, how about another uh, Buffalo Bill, former Cole Beasley? So I actually really like Cole, I Beasley, would take Cole Beasley. But my only problem with that is he's he's a slot receiver. Yeah, Basically, essentially back. a slot receiver. It, you know, you're not going to get him out wide. We got David Bell. We got Demetric Felton. Is there a place for – I don't know if that's the kind of receiver we need. That's that, I guess that's my point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fifth one is Will Fuller. I don't know if you want me to go any farther down that list, but I, I'm not really. I mean, there's T.Y. Hilton. I'm not interested in T.Y. Hilton. What about like an Adam Humphreys? He's on there. Um, I mean, not obviously he's a depth piece, but yeah. What about Deshaun Jackson? I don't know, man. Like, is he still fast? He's, oh, I'm sure he's still I'm sure very he's still fast, fast. But can he play more than one game? 
Yeah. Because I feel like it's always that one game, the first game of the season, puts up big numbers and needs out. I mean, I guess if you get him cheap, to me, that's kind of what we need is a stretch the field kind of guy. Um, I mean, of all these dudes that you just read, Deshaun's the one that piques my interest the most. Out. Will Fuller, I think, talent-wise, is easily the best one. But it's just, can it, will he stay on the field at all? So, yeah. I'd probably say Will Fuller, and I saw that the Browns' interest in him has gone up in the last few days. From well, I would think so, yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll see. And then, do you guys want me to hit on tight ends real quick that are still available? Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm just going to hit on the ones that I think are interesting. Jared Cook, I think we've said that for a long time. I would be very okay with that. He's how old now? Like 30? Probably 75, but okay. it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, all he does is go somewhere and be solid. And I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that as a... Opposition. Uh, I was just curious. Very, I think he's very old, but I don't know off the top of my head how old he really 35. is. 35. He's okay. 35. Um, Jimmy Graham. I think I'm out on Jimmy Graham. I think I am too. He couldn't even, he didn't even ball out with Aaron Rodgers. No. Uh, Eric Ebron. Yep. I mean, I'm on the record saying that's a guy I would I'd yep. definitely take. Uh, Blake Jarwin. Yeah. I would do, I would do Jarwin for sure. And then Jesse James. You know what? I, I don't hate Jesse James if, if that's the guy that they brought in. Somebody besides, a guy who was playing basketball six months ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, in one one injury to Njoku or Bryant, we're cooked at tight end. And I think you can get a lot of these guys. Dirt cheap? Yeah. The fact that they're still available. I might be able to afford one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got time to come on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. um, the fact that they're still available, and I think it even goes for, like, the receivers other than maybe, like, Odell. I think you could get relatively cheap. Oh, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? I just like to see if for some reason it just seems like we're happy standing pat. Maybe they're waiting to see what's going to happen with Deshaun. They're not going to go for broke if it's Brissett for a whole season. I, I who knows? Um, but we definitely need help still. I don't think I to me don't consider this roster complete yet. It's very good, top of the league good. There's definitely still a couple places that have me nervous. Um, so another thing I want to talk about at camp, Deshaun Watson. Outside of everything else, just football. The dude is, it's unlike anything the Browns have ever had. You know, it, watching him throw a football, it was Aaron Rodgers-esque. Like how he just, it's just like a flick, and it yeah. goes 50 yards. Quick release. I mean, Deshaun throws the ball, and you, you almost don't even see his arm move. It's just like a, a flick of the wrist, and it's on a rope, 50 yards. I mean, it's it's impressive. There's a reason why the Browns are willing to put up with what they're putting up with with him. It's because talent-wise, he's one of the best in the world. And with Deshaun Watson, and I've been to training camp since 2018 minus the COVID year, um, and you've been to a few, haven't uh, you? A lot. Yeah. A lot of training camp. It just Deshaun Watson seems so much all about business mm-hmm. on the on the practice field. I mean, he wasn't – he wasn't playing to the crowd. He wasn't, you know, dancing around or hyping up other like he just he was out there doing what he needed to do, going through the drills, getting better. And then he was over watching tape after the mm-hmm. team drills for a long time, going through some of the plays and things. And it just seemed very, very focused. And I like that. Focus in the it's just effortless. Yeah. That's like the what I, I can like it just there's no need for any extra stuff because football is just so natural to him right like I, pressure from the defense isn't going to like rattle him because he knows where he's going with the ball yeah he just I, i've been to training camp i've watched all these quarterbacks that browns have had he's easily the best one we've ever had yeah and that I, I i i could tell that 
from the very first throw I watched him make. It was is like watching something different. And I mean, just if people are wondering, when he came out on the field, I mean, he got a standing. Did you read any of that applause. stuff? Have you read any, like, so I've read multiple, like, articles where it's, like, muted response from Browns fans as Deshaun Watson no, was on no, the field. No, was, was like, not muted. It was not muted. Now, like, Mary Kay, I can't remember if she reported that he got a, like, a big ovation or whatever. But I, we can say we were sitting there, and as he came out, I don't think people really realized he was running out. But once people realized he was running out on the field, and he ran basically down to the, the you know, the one field goal post and back. People were excited. I mean, everybody was on their feet. Yes. I mean, we had to get up. The dude's getting mobbed for autographs after every camp. Yeah. So don't, if you're reading things on the internet about all these Browns fans, at least for all the people who were at training camp, I didn't hear a single negative thing. No, no. I mean, there was a lot of Watson jerseys being worn. I mean, it's just exciting time. Yep. Well, just, maybe for next year it'll be maybe exciting. Maybe for you. But, uh, I forgot to put this in here, but I think maybe the most impressive thing was John's sleeper for the season, Kate. Yeah, York. I was going to bring him up if you weren't. Yep. So we they did all the team drills on the far field, so we actually got a front row show of Cade York putting on a kicking clinic twenty feet from us. The dude is there's a reason we drafted him, and he's at least so far he's living up to that. The the guy. He missed, one, I think, like one fifty yarder, yeah. and then immediately tried it again. Cleared it by fifteen twenty yards. The dude knocked through a fifty eight yarder that would have been good from sixty five easy. Yep. Um, he's living up to the billing so far. We'll see what it's like in the stadium with the defense in front of him, crowd going crazy. But he looked, he looked the part. But it the we weather was real nice too. Yeah, it was yeah, a nice day. Yeah, it was beautiful <laughs> out. That's fair. But we talked about this up there. How you know, in years past, there's always two or three kickers that are kind of rotating on and off, making mm-hmm. their kicks and doing the drills. He's the only kicker oh, on yeah. the roster. Yeah. There's nobody yeah, else. We're riding or dying with. He's Kid the York, guy. He which, is the guy. Again, another thing that the team has done in their actions that show me they have a lot of confidence and faith in this kid because mm-hmm. they're not bringing in any competition. They're they're good with him. You don't need to. It didn't look like it either. Yeah, I, mean, I don't he, think you need to. He showed man. out, and I, it was, I was very impressed. No, I, I just want to know, down by a point with one second left on the clock, 50-yard field goal that we're probably going to win. Yeah, I, I haven't felt that in a long time. I, I yeah. talked to Josh while we were watching him, and I said, you know, like, look at what Cincinnati – and I, I, it sucks. I can't think of the kid's name right off the top of my head. But Cincinnati's kicker last year, all he did was come in and was just super confident, knew what he was bringing to the table, and just kicked game winners. I'm like the fact that they don't go to the Super Bowl without him. Right. Mm. The fact that he just looks at Joe Burrow and he's like, Hey, we're about to go to the Super Bowl and just goes out there and kicks it. No problem. (laughs) Like that dude raised up the stock of kickers for the, for Cade York. I mean, that's the vibe I get from Cade York though. Like, yes, he's out. Like he's got a confidence about him. Yes. I know I'm a good kicker. I don't care. I can just go out here and bang 65 yarders. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So, um, that was a, a big plus out of training camp. Um, and then the last thing I want to touch on on the training camp, Jerome Ford's having a good camp. Yep. A guy who's looking at like fourth string running back this year, but he's especially catching the ball of the backfield. And how many catches did you say he had in college? 31. They said not, they, he was not utilized as like a pass catching option out of the backfield. And we watched him for what, 20 minutes. He, he was literally same where Cade York was. They came out and started working, um, right in front of us and couldn't tell. No, he, he, he looks, looks good catching athletic. the ball. He's, Thick, yeah, he's a big, good, good size running yeah. back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he he's good size running back. He looked quick, athletic, catch the ball of the backfield. 
Um, so that's good to see. What about anything you want to touch on out of camp, John, or we hit it all? Yeah, I was going to comment on Cade York and uh, uh, Michael Woods. So Okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, so training camp, you know, outside the, the outside problems, training camp seems to be going well for the Browns. The last thing I want to do is just another quick shout-out to a guy, DeAnthony Bell. I we, we were trying to watch him, but, they were, again, the defense was on the far field. Though, but he was out there getting reps. He was team reps. We saw him out there, and I was reading a thing that said he's actually been impressing in camp. Good. So maybe he makes the team. Maybe he's got a shot. It'll be fun to watch him in the preseason. I did see that they were going to take. Uh, they were leaning to take extra safeties on the roster. Okay. Now, I mean, they did bring Moffitt back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, oh man, that kind of sucks. But, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. Man, I hope he makes the team. I do that'd too. Be awesome. Absolutely. Yep. That'd be just. That'd be pretty awesome if he makes the team. Yes. Email us back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it'd be it'd be awesome if if you guys didn't get to watch that episode where we interviewed D'Anthony Bell. Go back and watch it. He's awesome kid, super yep. down to earth. Yep. Um. So we're pulling for him here. Hopefully, he can make the team. Um. Well, anything else you guys want to touch on? Before I, you know, go back into more rants and you have to go back and bleep out a bunch of swear words. I'm not words. bleeping anything because we're about to do the after hour, so you do whatever you want to do. All right. Well, thanks for checking out another episode of the uh, Dogs. Football season finally here. Training camp started. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. Yeah. When you guys are watching this episode, it's today. Football. We're recording on Wednesday. Yeah. Football is finally here. No matter what happens with Deshaun or the Browns, the Browns are going to play football this year. It doesn't yep. matter who's a quarterback. We're still excited for the season. It doesn't matter uh, who's a quarterback. Just one way or another, we'll be more excited or slightly less excited. Either way, <laughs> we're still excited. Um, we appreciate you guys all being here with us. Uh, if you're a Dog Pack member, we'll see you guys on the After Hours show. If you want to play fantasy football with us, you have till Friday night to get into the Patreon. Um, and we will be putting out information once Friday night gets here about how to get into the leagues. So if you want to play fantasy football with us, don't miss out. you got two more days to do it. Um, to all the Dog Pack members, we'll see you on the After Hours show. And to everybody else, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.